Won't you celebrate with me what I have shaped into a kind of life? I had no model. Born in Babylon, both non-white and woman, what did I see to be except myself? I made it up here on this bridge between starshine and clay, my one hand holding tight my other hand. Come celebrate with me that every day something has tried to kill me and has failed. Mm. Hello, everyone. Hey, Morgan, you there? I got chills, Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. And I was thinking as she was um, talking, I was like, to every single woman who has called in today, from wherever your feet are planted on God's earth, from wherever you are breathing in air, this walk, this time, this moment should be a celebration of your life because you really have survived. Something literally is trying to kill you despite the people who tell you that it is not true, that it is made up, that we are just hard, that we just got attitudes, that we just can't see the blessings. The fact of the matter is that every single day something has tried to kill us, but it has failed because we are so resilient, so from the future, so so magical in our way that we transform pain into purpose and bring our sisters along. So on day 13 of Girl Trek's Black History Bootcamp, I'm walking, I'm celebrating the almost 100,000 women who are on this call. Morgan, I'm celebrating our partnership, our team, our friendship. What are you celebrating today? Girl, you got your preacher voice on. I was like, because God is like, listen, this guy, he was trying to challenge me. He was, he's an atheist, you know, whatever. People believe what they want. But he was trying to challenge me this weekend. And I was like, listen, I'm not trying to prove God to you. I'm just, and he was right. like, well, what do you think it is? Blah, 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 blah. And I said, simply God is love. And if you think about love being a fence around you, love being your battle, your, your shield, you understand, like, I am so grateful for the love of every single person from the moment I was born to this moment of yeah. women who are praying for me and who are expressing kind of God through themselves. I'm just really grateful for it. So all of the above, <laughs> what you said, mm -hmm. and I was thinking, yeah, stuff be trying to kill us, but I'll be trying to plead the whole blood. I'm like blessed oil or something. Cause listen, you ain't coming for me, Satan. Not today, not tomorrow. No. But no. Morgan, that's what's so good about today's call because I actually do the exact same thing. And literally, um, I got a Bible, y'all don't worry, a real one from my aunt inscribed since I was 13. But the Bible <laughs> on my nightstand is actually the collected poems of Lucille Clifton. And yes, I yes, like yes. when I be trying to like I literally like have to read it every night, have to read it every morning, have to reference it all the time. Like we have to actually remind ourselves so much. So that's why, and we don't often have the words or the language. It is so like, I have yeah. personally been, and I consider myself a writer, like I've been tongue tied over these last couple of months. Yeah. I have been almost rendered yeah. mute. So I'm so grateful for poets like Lucille Clifton who had words for us. 
Yeah, yeah. Because people will make you think you're crazy when you're not able to yes. articulate the the pressure, the pressure and the oppression that you feel, um, like yeah. atmospherically, like we were talking about yesterday. People will make you seem like you are crazy, and you're like, no, 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 no. It's real. It's real, and it's that's so why real. it's important to recite the words to to recite the yes. words of women who have been able to say it for you. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. Yes. So, Morgan, I'm so excited to talk about Lucille Clifton. Um, some of the women in Black History Bootcamp, I'm both learning about and essentially, quote unquote, teaching about. Um, but Lucille Clifton is someone who I um, personally have just loved and have just been over the last couple of years devouring everything about her. Um, so I'm excited to share and I'm excited to talk with you about it. It happens to be a super kind of relaxed, overcast day here in D.C. It feels exactly like the moment that you should be listening to some poetry and some Dion Ferris. Shout out to today's playlist. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. And just really kind of simmering with some words. So I, I'm in the mood to even talk about her. When you was like, I got my preacher voice, I was like, no, I got my speak easy spoken word voice on from Love Jones. <laughs> if, 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 if the pastor is in the club, if the pastor is in the club, is it, you know, y'all? <laughs> no 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 on a side oh, note so shout funny. out to my girlfriend this is funny on an absolute side note shout out to my girlfriend Tahajahad in California I don't know why this us talking about this made me think of the fact that when we were roommates in Inglewood and you used to call our house in the 90s it was like Jodeci and it was like hello you have reached a woman. It was some like mess we had on our answer machine, but uh, just something about that story. I that remember that. Of it, so. <laughs> it was like a salvage baby, Javante. Yes, and you know what? Open it high. Yes. Shout out to all the black girls on this call who are old enough to have had answering machines and who customize your answer machines every single weekend for the dudes who you was going to meet that weekend. Shout out to all of us. We in Black History Bootcamp. Let's get into this. All right. Day 13, Morgan. We are talking about Lucille Clifton. She was an American poet. She was a writer. She was an educator. She was originally from Buffalo, New York. She was the first person to twice be nominated for a Pulitzer Prize in poetry. Um, she left Buffalo and went to the illustrious HU, but y'all, she said it was too much for her. After one year, Morgan, she left Howard. She was like, I can't do this. Okay? These black folks turned up. Literally, I saw her in her interview, and this was in 1950. <laughs> she said, I arrived on the campus of Howard, having been at my daddy's house. And in 1950, I wasn't ready for the blackness they was handling there. One year, she left Howard um, University and ended up going um, up to, um, back to New York um, and back to school in New York. She was discovered by, and I just learned this, I did not know this about her, by Langston Hughes. And what I love most about this story, because this is a theme and a lesson for Black History Bootcamp, it was a friend of hers, Ishmael Reed, who put her on by sharing her poems with Langston Hughes. I promise somebody on this boot camp is going to put Girl Trek on to Michelle Obama and she is going to come on on the last day of Black History Boot Camp to celebrate the 100,000 of us who are doing this. Somebody on this call is going to make that happen. So shout out to Ishmael Reed who put on Lucille Clifton to Langston Hughes. He is the first person to have published one of her poems. But she said something more. I'm, I'm, quiet because the wind, I'm quiet because the wind is blowing so hard on my face, confirming what you're saying. It's like, confirming. <laughs> look, 
I'm looking at, I'm looking at, look, look, it's happening. It's come on, come through, come through, Black women in the energy of our ancestors. We are the daughters yeah, of women yeah. who spoke life and made something happen. And actually, this is so powerful because this is a part of Lucille's um, story as well, Morgan. So she actually wrote for 30 years before she published. And I want, we're going to talk about that later because some of us are only just getting to who we are and the, in the, in the skills that we have, but we think it's too late. So That's I want to so talk about that in a minute. Exactly. Because before she was a published poet, she actually she worked as a um, a clerk for the New York State Division of Employment. And then she was a literary assistant for the Office of Education for more than 10 years. She was a professor. She was a lot of different things, but she is known today um, as this prolific poet. She and this is one of the most powerful things that I learned about Lucille Clifton Morgan. And I, you're going to be pumped when you hear this. She traced her family's roots back to the West African kingdom of Doheny, now the Republic of Benin. And she credited Benin. That's where the Amazon Benin. Benin. Thank, that's why I knew you, yeah, know that's that? why I knew you were going to like it. That's Benin. Where the Amazon because you told me. Because you told me. You'd be educating me. That's what I'm saying. I knew it. I knew it. To okay, let me tell Benin. the people. Let me tell the people. Tell them. That's, I knew it. Benin. I was like, I'm not going to tell you in advance because I wanted you to reveal this on the call. Tell the people. Tell the people how you and me still okay. are related. So, okay. But so my whole life, I have been obsessed with the Amazons of Sparta, which was this all-female warrior group like on Black Panther, who used to be wrecking shop up in Benin. Them slave catchers, they was like, pow, 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 pow. <laughs> and they, they had like the head shaved. They were so dope, okay? That's who they were, that, that's who on Black Panther they were named after. So they were in Doheny Kingdom, which is modern-day Benin. Now, when I got my ancestry, I was like, come on, Benin <laughs> I got it. I got it. I was so happy. I always knew my big old self. I was like, mess with me, America. Yes. No, don't yes. mess with me. And Morgan, can I put it. a plug in it. right now? <laughs> For any of the women on this call who want to research your history, African Ancestry is a Black woman-owned um, company, and she is doing a service to the community in such a powerful way. So if you're looking to find out where you are from, um, definitely support her. But So Morgan, back I to got my still. papers. You got your papers from African Morgan, Ancestors? I got them. I haven't got mine yet, I but I papers. already know I'm from, look, y'all, I'm from the um, Bantu tribe of of Cameroon. I already know that. I just went out and found me a Cameroon king, and we about to have us a Cameroon slash African black Jackson of Virginia wedding in about 10 years. After I sold my but could you learn, I just could put you all learn, that into the universe could, too. Could you learn how to do Bantu knots? That's all I'm saying. You're going to have to master that. <laughs> I know. I mean, look, the ancestors is like, ma'am, you, we ain't taking, we ain't claiming you and your skills. The ancestors is barely claiming my, me and my little black self. Uh, but no, let me get into this. Lucille, this is fun. I love you, Morgan. Um, let me get into this Lucille Clifton information. It's important. Her mother said and told her this, to be proud of that you are a Doheny woman. And Lucille actually cited that and, and knowing about her ancestors as the kind of spirit that went through all of her work. One thing she actually also learned, Morgan, is that she was the descendant of a woman who was legally hanged for manslaughter in the state of Kentucky during the time of slavery in the United States. I'm saying that wow. so that our allies on the phone know how close to trauma we are. And not and I'm not talking about the everyday trauma that we are really experiencing that people dismiss, but even that trauma that they revere, that they read in history books and pretend like doesn't exist anymore. Like we are just we are still in that level of trauma. 
And so, and she was able to understand that about her family. And we know those stories passed down from our mothers, right? Of, of, of the women who we have lost and the men who we have lost. We all have those stories. And it's just crazy to me. Um, but something else really powerful that I learned about her. I love this about her. So all of the girls in her family, Morgan, were born with an extra finger on each hand. It was a genetic trait. Oh. Um, yes. And she had her two fingers amputated surgically when she was a small child, which was a common practice at the time because people were superstitious about the social stigma. Yeah. And she then actually yeah. referred to them as her ghost fingers. And she actually said that it was, hear this out, this is powerful. It was her ghost fingers she said, that wrote the poems, that wrote her writing. She was said it was her ghost fingers. It's so good. And I was just like, that is when you know you are a whole woman. And this is why when she said it, and we put this in today's, um, it's one of the, it's the question that we ask women, people to reflect on. Because when we said she wanted to be remembered as a woman whose roots stretched all the way back to Africa, saying that she understood from whom she came and she wanted people to remember her that way. It's so powerful and so relevant to this boot camp that we're doing. Woo! First of all, it's a lot. You know, you know, you know, you wrote that email. You know, wrote Look. that beautiful email. I got y'all tomorrow. Don't you worry. We'd be switching off. But that's such a good setup for tomorrow where we talk about Africa. I cannot believe yes. it. That's so poetic. Yeah. It's so poetic. Yeah. yeah. It's very poetic. It's very poetic. She also was, um, and I'll, these are the last two things I'll say because I want to get into, actually there's two, it doesn't matter. These people, y'all want to hear what we got to say. I know you do. Take your time. Take your you, time. 100,000 of you downloaded this podcast. I got something to say. This isn't even about Lucille Clifton, it's got, but it's going to be. When I was actually researching the kingdom of Dohemi Morgan, this is also important for everyone on the call to understand. I'm going to read this bit of history. It was an African kingdom, just like you said, which is now present day, say it for me hot, so I say it right, Benin, that Benin. existed uh-huh. from, Benin, that existed from about 1600 to 1904. It's relevant to the Lucille Clifton poem that every day something is trying to kill us. Because when she's saying that we have survived, she's also saying that she researched back and understood that the French annexed and colonized and killed her people there on the continent of Africa. She understood that. And that in fact, it wasn't until 1960, 1960 that Benin was able to gain its full independence. And it wasn't even until 1975 that they were named the Republic of Benin. These things that are happening where we are talking about trace all the way back, the systemic racism that we're talking about in the systems, when Lucille Clifton is saying that we have survived, Morgan, she's literally saying our ancestors survived the Middle Passage. She's saying we survived the cotton fields. She's saying we survived the police dogs. She's saying like we have survived and it's worth celebrating. And then in celebrating it, it's worth acknowledging that we must have the power to transform and change our our future based on what we've already done. This is so aligned with what we're doing tomorrow. I'm so excited about like a continuous conversation. We don't even need to feel rushed about it at all. You know, what's so cool is 
First of all, Dohemi, Dohemi was an ancient empire, way like thousands of years old and rich in legacy and history, and particularly in religion and spiritual warfare. And so all of the uh, tra- African traditional religions come from that region. I mean, Benin now is like feared for like its spiritual power. Right. And so people were afraid. The, I mean, the colonizers were afraid of the, of the people and it actually strengthened the religion. So right now you go to Benin and it's like a very, very magical place. It's a very magical place. Right. Um, so Benin itself as a, as a, as a colony um, is, is young, but the empire of Dohemi is rich and old and like beautiful and strong and the culture is really strong. Yeah. 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 I just put it into the universe, Morgan. I'm also putting this into the universe. I hope Coach Cass is listening uh, because I have just called that 2021 Daughters of Trip to Benin so that we can, so that we can get up <laughs> personal with this history. That could happen and we could travel with all the women on this call and we could set it off year of return south plus <laughs> one year to Benin with 100,000 Black women. Let's make this happen, please. Oh, I'm just saying maybe West Africa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, 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 fine. You know, we got to go where there's an airport where that is big enough. We do. The minister of Benin tr- tourism is about to email us at 5432. We got our stuff together. No, no, they'll be come, ready for you. We can, okay, come on, Benin. Come on, come on. Oh, um, but no, I was no. joking actually with some of my friends here that Ghana ha- got his independence like 60 something years ago and they celebrate Independence Day. And I was like, you mean my daddy is older than Ghana? And I was like, he's still figuring out a right. lot. I'm going to give y'all some grace. Right. I'm going to give y'all some grace. He's still figuring yeah. out a lot. But yeah, colonization yeah. is a misnomer. We're ancient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, we are. So Morgan, um, this is where we are going to transition into. Sorry, I'm just kidding. But we have to, we have to say something. <laughs> I have, look, we this I have to bring her words into this conversation because yes, the words yes. are so beautiful and illustrious. This actual quote, and it's a quote poem, one of the things that Lucille Clifton was known for is literally like, you know how today folks is like, say less. Lucille Clifton, literally a critic said, she, she included the essentials only. She was noted for saying much with few words. So her poems are actually very short because, and it's like, she was able to communicate so much with so little. So it's funny. I was going to say, this well, is can, a little Vanessa. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Can we, can we just quiet this moment down a little bit then? Cause my head is going all over the place. I'm so excited. I was doing cartwheels out here. Let me just bring it down a little <laughs> yes. bit. Let's, let's no, this is down. an exciting quote. This is an exciting quote. That's, <laughs> we don't get into the mood of stuff later, but I actually use okay. this quote at the beginning of, um, at the beginning of this year as a mantra, I did a little um, opening of 2020 ceremony for myself. Um, shout out to everybody who is out there just learning and figuring out the own, the, the healing rituals that you need. Make them up if you don't have them. Literally, I just be making stuff up. I was like, I'm going to do this ritual, say this poem to the moon, all this stuff. I made it up. But I said, to tell them what you told me. Wait, tell them <laughs> what you told me. But that's what I was like, can your mama make me some blessed oil? And then she was like, never mind. I found the recipe. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Bless the oil, pray over it. Like you have the power in your own tongue. And an old black man in DC named William who lives in Adams, Morgan walked up to me just two weeks ago out of the blue and also told me that. So look, thank you yeah, the universe yeah. for all the messages you're giving me. But Morgan, I want to talk about this for a second. I want to talk about um, the okay. things we tell ourselves. This is the things we tell ourselves. So she has this poem and it says, I'm running into a new year and the old years blow back like a wind 
that I catch in my hair, like strong fingers, like all my old promises. And it will be hard to let go of what I said to myself about myself when I was 16 and 26 and 36. But I am running into a new year and I beg what I love and I leave to forgive me. When I tell you we have said and need to forgive ourselves as Black women for the things that we have said to ourselves about ourselves at 16 and 26 and 36 and five minutes before we got on this call, that if I could give in part one lesson for this conversation for today, that it is to forgive yourself for the things that you have said about yourself. In my ceremony, Morgan, when I said this at the beginning of the year, uh, and I had this was actually exactly about that, just like forgiving myself for all of the very negative, very harmful things I said to myself about myself. Yeah, there is, speaking of making up rituals, um, we do something every year called the stress protest where a thousand black women come to the Rocky Mountains in Colorado yeah. um, and shout out to that entire team. And we couldn't do it this year because of COVID. But when we first started, we were all standing around a bonfire and like just talking about like our self-talk and what we say to each other. And we invite anybody yeah. on the phone to come. We're, we'll be back in 2021. But one of the things that we started to do is we said, every time you say something negative about yourself, just step down and pick up a rock and put it in your pocket. And you keep yeah. that rock in your pocket this entire weekend until you come to the ceremony and we're going to throw them in the fire. Right. And yes. when I tell you women came to the ceremony with pockets full of rocks, like way down with negative self-talk, and it just is a right. way to assess the lies that you are telling yourself every day. Ooh. You yes. are beautiful. You are yes. worthy. You are talented. You are surviving. You are thriving. You are like, you are everything that you were meant to be and it's going to be okay. So stop lying to yourself. Stop accepting the lies that the world tells you because they're not, it's just not true. So we have to really be our own best friend in our head. Someone I read in a book one time that they said, if your self-talk were an independent person, would you want to be friends with that person? And I was Look, like, huh? nope, nope. <laughs> but I can nope. say now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, re I, I'm nope. really working on yes. being friends with myself. Yes. I really am yes. working on being friends with myself. So I encourage everyone That's out beautiful. there to do the same. That's beautiful, Morgan, and it's a perfect setup. This is how we'd be thinking, Lord. We'd be thinking on this to my next Lucille Clifton poem, and literally some woman on the call right now, you need to hear these exact words right now. She said, listen, you are a wonder. You a city of a woman. You got a geography of your own. Listen, somebody need a map to understand you. Somebody need directions to move around you. Listen, woman. You not a no place anonymous girl, mister with his hands on you. He got his hands on some damn body. Morgan, look, I'm about to, I'm about to get a, literally, I'm about to get a, a tattoo of a map. I'm about to get a tattoo of a map. You not a no place anonymous girl, mister with his hands on you. That is good. Her six finger must have that one. That was good. Look, it's good. It's you good. are some like oh, I am telling you, I have been navigating relationships for the majority of my life without um, a compass, 
without even like seeing myself as the capital of my own damn kingdom. Like without even understanding that I was somebody. And I'm saying that as somebody who's leading an organization, like when I tell you that, that you can so be crazy, that black women, you can be public facing and doing the damn thing and internally not doing the damn thing that my whole own personal work is about um, merging this public self that, that I know is real and could be good with this private self that is just not living authentically in the ways that I should be. And part of that is even just that, and, but thank God for Girl Trek Morgan, this is the power of speaking your own, speaking life. Even when I didn't believe those good things about myself, I wrote them for Girl Trek, said them for Girl Trek, chanted them for Girl Trek, got on stages of thousands of people, and in saying it, was telling it just to my own self. How you feel about it now? Look, like pop my collar, like y'all ain't even gonna be ready for all this vicious V, vibrant Vanessa Listen. world that's a bit. Look, y'all, y'all just ain't even ready oh, for this. Oh, shout God. out to Ari Lennox playlist, cocoa butter, shea butter, goodness, that black of amazingness that I be shouting onto the world every day. It's just good, y'all. I just be waking up just like a damn magical alchemist okay i literally just be spinning gold in my kitchen i can't even explain how on fire i personally feel so yes i'm so happy for you i'm so happy happy, vanessa it's been a long and twisted and knotted road and i'm so happy for you i'm proud of you and like in your corner i just am i just am i want you to just be as big and as bold and as audacious as you can be i really do you know it's fascinating that you were talking about this, this metaphor of a map and how you weren't even the capital on your own map. And I was like, and we are, we are constantly and continually letting people colonize us. Do you understand what I mean? Letting people name us what they want to name us, letting people draw boundaries around our lives and the ways that they want to draw boundaries and limitations around our lives, making us change our language about ourselves and to ourselves. I mean, it's crazy. So even if we think about ourselves as this, this massive entity and, and not uh, and staying liberated and staying sovereign is like something that we all have to work for. Um, it's such a beautiful metaphor. Look, it's a beautiful metaphor, Morgan. And ironically, the quote that I have sitting right in front of me from Lucille Clifton, and I have a prompt for everyone. Um, so even if you need to go back and listen to the prompt for today, I encourage you to do it. Lucille Clifton said, we cannot create what we can't imagine. And <clears throat> Part of this work that we are doing is even how do we even imagine and create a vision for ourselves um, that is whole and celebratory in the way that we want it to be in the world we want to be. I think we have to imagine it. So I'm encouraging everyone, you are the daughter of Lucille Clifton, and you imagine what for yourself. You need to type it in the notes on your phone. You need to write it. You need to put it on an Instagram post. You need to just say it out loud to them, heaven. But today you should spend some intentional time and say, I imagine this for myself. And I mean, Morgan, I promise, like I've been joking about manifesting, but like I just be saying stuff. And I just feel like it's just like law of attraction, just be aligning. And I mean, it is the law of attraction. I believe that like, it already was even there. And I'm just like, imagine if every single woman on this call, even if it wasn't your reality, what if you just started speaking as if it was your reality, the things you wanted to imagine for yourself? 
and walking and behaving and breathing yes. like it's your Ooh, reality behaving, like it's behaving real. That, and yeah. behaving and behaving yeah 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 you know yes. Vanessa I almost burst into tears when you were talking about imagination because I remember when I was a teacher in in um Newark New Jersey I was so saddened by the fact that those kids like they're they had such stunted imagination for their lives. Like I would be in there like, all right, y'all. Okay. We're going on a road trip. What are we going to do? And they would just be like, we don't know. And I think that imagination is the last bastion of like cultural oppression. And like, I really feel like we have to bust out of every single standard set for us, every mm-hmm. single limitation set for us and our children and let them wear them little skirts and match them mismatched socks. Like let them imagine a world that is better and brighter for themselves. We have mm-hmm. to start to do that. We have to start to shake off those, those colonial chains of like what we can and cannot do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was bursting yes. to tears. I was like, imagination. That's what we need. It's true. Oh. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. I like true. the prompt. What's the prompt again? What's the prompt again? As so, Lucille Clifton, I will imagine. Yes, I am the daughter of okay. Lucille Clifton. Yes. And I imagine blank for my life. Yes. Just what do you imagine? You can share it publicly and use hashtag um, Black History Bootcamp. You can write it in a journal. You could put it in your phone. You could call a girlfriend and tell it to her um, or whisper it to yourself if that's just the stage you're in right now. I will say if you're in the whispering stage, that's simply just a stage of disbelief because the things you believe, um, God doesn't plant anything inside of you um, that he doesn't want to grow. And the fact that your mind was able to even come to the thought means that you already literally have the things to um, harvest it into this world. Like that's the absolute fact. So if you're at the whispering stage, whisper it, but just know that you are also after you whisper it, just say, remove this disbelief from me because um, believe in yourself. So Morgan, we're at the- Why did did I start singing the whisper song? conversation between Sonia Sanchez and Lucille Clifton. Here's a snippet of that conversation um, to close out the call. But if you got 40 minutes while you're cooking today, you should definitely um, just check out that whole conversation. So we're going to close with her words. Oh, wait, hold on. Shout out to Sonia Sanchez, who Vanessa Vanessa and I had the honor of interviewing. And in that interview one time, she looked us square in the eyes and she, she said, we have to teach our daughters the act of sedition. And I was like, whoa, you done spoke a whole word. So that sums up everything we done talked about today. All right, let's roll yeah. it. Friday, 9-14. Some of us know we have never felt safe. All of us, Americans, weeping, as some of us have wept before. Is it treason to remember What have we done to deserve such villainy? Nothing, we reassure ourselves, nothing.